fuck Wingstop. The ones on Georgetown specifically in Indianapolis. Worst customer service ever. Yeah. yeah. Don't go there. There's like one person who tries. <laughs> and even then, not always. Right. And then corporate <laughs> sends you $5 less than what they said they were going to send you. We like literally ordered uh, wings on a Saturday at like, it was like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yep. And we went to go pick them up and the door was closed and it was like, there were like people inside (laughs) and they wouldn't like unlock it. And like the sign was off. Yeah. Like we walked up to the door and everything. We're like, we had an online order. And they're like, yeah, they're like acting like we don't exist. I'm like, are we in ghost or something? Am I Patrick Swayze? (laughs) (laughs) This is the unchained melody girl. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gosh. So like also who closes at like 1 p.m.? (laughs) I know there wasn't even like any silly sporting event going on or anything like. I don't know. Freddie probably like like started a grease fire again or something. (laughs) Well, I hope somebody passed out at least because I didn't get chicken that day. (laughs) And I paid for it too. And I paid for it. This is some bullshit. Drag them, drag them, (laughs) expose them, girl. (laughs) Exposed. (laughs) Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey, girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, hello, and thanks for coming, everyone. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stoney, and I'm just creating a vaginal motif over here. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so inspired. Sorry, I was very Fancy. inspired by the movie. <laughs> wow. The listeners have no idea what you're talking about yet. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Seth. I guess they see the title of the show. Yeah, we'll let Seth explain. <laughs> so basically, when a man likes a woman, or a woman likes a woman, they look at the vagina. <laughs> they like them. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, obviously, this week, we are going to be doing a movie review for... But I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> Classic. One of my faves. Best movie ever. Yeah. This was my first time watching. And Stoney and Jamal had watched it before numerous times. And so it's going to be a really interesting conversation. Like from like a first timer perspective to like Jamal and Stoney who like know it a lot better. Yes. And a shout out to Elizabeth Warren, our Elizabeth Warren Ebeth. She's been talking about us doing a movie review on this one forever. Yeah. Surprisingly Democratic national candidate Elizabeth Warren really loves (laughs) But I'm a Cheerleader. (laughs) I know. She's like obsessed about it. (laughs) Like she won't follow us, but she's in our DMs. (laughs) Slay mama. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, you guys. Well, of course, we're back this week for another week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. And before we talk about our movie of the week, I just wanted to catch up because it's been a hot second since we've recorded. So what have you guys been up to the last few weeks? Um, <laughs> well, let's see. Christmas happened, New Year's. I drank like 
my entire body times 10 in white claws. Um, <laughs> um, and then please sponsor. And then new yes. year's happened. And then I was like, Oh my God, it's new year, new me. So never drinking white claw again. Um, Lies. Don't believe that. <laughs> Lies of Manelli. So what has it been like seven days? And I'm like going in like withdrawals right now and I'm sweating a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're both reaching that point where it's like, hmm, I could use a sip of something, but I'm going to power through. <laughs> Very that. Yeah. Stony like crossed out on the cans instead of white claw. He put blue claw <laughs> so he can like drink them now. <laughs> and then Jamal on New Year's Eve bought like a whole pack, like a 12 pack of white claw. So it's like sitting in the fridge. So every time I open the fridge to get something to drink, I'm <laughs> oh, no. like, why did you do that? Like we have it turned. So like the opening of the box is like towards the back of the fridge. <laughs> uh Oh girl. And also I thought we were going to go through that, but none of us drink it. Like you and I, Megan doesn't drink, but you and I did not finish that. I know. I think it was cause I drank like already a whole nother 12 pack or something. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like in the previous day so it was just like oh i guess that's true yeah we were going pretty hard there yeah wow (laughs) i mean it sounds like you guys have been having fun (laughs) yeah so we're just trying to like live our lives now and not like get any type of i don't know alcohol poisoning or (laughs) diseases from that yeah i'm very much in cleanse mode as well we just kept it pretty quiet this year with holidays in general because the house kind of took it out of us so it was just nice to have a quiet new year's and christmas um i appreciated that so entering the new year it was pretty nice and light for me work is going well the usual all of that yes we're still working too much but it's not as bad (laughs) (laughs) that's good to hear i've been binging in between responsibilities um supernatural on netflix do any of you watch that show i'm sure somebody does well not me but (laughs) yeah listeners if you watch it you know what i'm talking about but I picked up on season nine because that's where I kept falling off and I have made it to season 14. So. (laughs) All right. Only eight more seasons to go, girl. (laughs) I know. (sighs) But um, yeah. Have you guys, um, have you guys watched any of AJ and the queen yet? Because some of our listeners have been sending me messages like asking if we'd watched it yet. We were just talking about this tonight. I think we're going to start because we are... Um, I didn't realize it was out. I thought yeah. it was coming out like later. We weren't sure if it was out yet, but um, we've been caught up. So yes, we'll definitely be watching. Yeah, I want to watch it too, but I was hoping I was hoping to see like some reviews. People will be like, oh, this is trash. Then I can be like, oh, never mind. I'm skipping this one. <laughs> yeah, I would watch it anyway. You can only trust critics so far. Let's, we can see like how if people want to like hear more about it, because maybe if we do watch it, we could just do like a podcast just about like <gasps> the whole so. series, not like just the one episode. Do you know what I mean? Oh, we could do like a two parter, one about AJ and then another one about the Queen. Yeah, like two little minisodes or yeah, something. I don't AJ is AJ only. Here's AJ. <laughs> that would be like in depth. <laughs> I don't really know what's happening. I haven't watched even the trailer of the of the show yet. Uh, it's pretty awesome. Watch the trailer. Watch the show. I know there's a lot of drag queens from R- Drag Race in it, so that's kind of what's drawing me in. Yeah, well, I'm going to support RuPaul despite all the controversy around RuPaul. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch for that. 
Hell yeah. Well, as far as my life, I uh, well, I got sick on New Year's, as you guys probably know if you've been paying attention to Twitter. <laughs> my gosh, like TFC Pod is just like influenza herself. Yeah, yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> like I was at work, and I was like, all of a sudden, it just sort of hit me, and I was like, I do not feel good. Uh, that's the worst that's when it just so sneaks good. up on you like that. And so I left. And I went home early and I came home and I just slept and I slept and I slept and then I woke up, had lunch and then like 30 minutes later, more sleeping. (laughs) So it's like every time I ate or like consumed liquids, I would have to sleep like within 30 minutes. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Complete wipeout. Yeah. This is from like 10 a.m. through like the new year, basically. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Ugh. Happy freaking New Year. I know, right? (laughs) It was, like, so bad. Like, I was just laying in bed, and, like, there was a period of time for, like, a couple hours, I think, where I was awake, but I just felt so shitty. Like, I couldn't even, like, didn't even want to watch a movie or, like, do anything. Mm -hmm. So I have that little Google pod thing in there. So I'm like, all right, Google, let's play some fucking song quiz or whatever it's called. And then... I just played against random people. I didn't know you could play <laughs> games know. on that Wait, shit. you can play like people online and stuff? Yeah. Oh my oh. God. You guys should check that out. Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, so it was really bad. Uh, eventually, I started to feel better. So then on uh, actually this last weekend, I finally made it to see Little Women. And if you know me, you know how fucking horrible it was to wait so long to see timothy chalamet and little women it was torture <laughs> wait I, which one did you see little uh little women atlanta or little women <laughs> la i don't think you know what you're talking about oh. <laughs> i don't think that's how it works oh, but my, I, my bad yeah uh, <laughs> but i did see little women and it was really good all the actors and actresses were really good but of course timothy chalamet was the best and i don't know he was just like in the movie a lot and there were like so many good scenes with him and i really love it and i actually plan on seeing it again because i don't know i just feel like i need another chance to like digest what happened <laughs> i've been living under a rock like i completely forgot that he was in this movie but I know. Uh, I haven't wait, seen it though. Though isn't um Timothy Chalamet? Isn't he like blowing up? Because didn't he just get like a huge part or something? I feel like I saw. Well, he's gonna be in the movie Dune. They're doing like a remake of it, and then after that, he's in the French Dispatch. Um, and then after that, they just announced he's going to be playing Bob Dylan. Oh, that in wow. a, Yeah, that one. Yeah in a biography film made by the director that did walk the line about Johnny Cash. Oh shit. That's pretty big. I feel like he's going to like get really famous. Not that he already isn't, but like he's on that come up. Yeah. He's on that way there from the get go. Uh, Yeah. We've been new girl. (laughs) Chalamet hive or whatever your people are called. (laughs) I don't know what they're called but yeah og fan over here so hi no that's exciting i love um when you see stuff like that with people you enjoy as artists like see them succeeding because that means you get more of them yeah like all the movies he's been in since call me by your name have been like such iconic roles and like really good movies so i'm just like really proud of him for his success and everything that he's accomplishing and he's still so young so like we're gonna get hopefully so many more years of you know, 
movies from him. For sure. I smell a lot of awards for this one. Yes. Uh, but other than that, um, not too much has really been going on. At least nothing I can share with the crowd. <laughs> and why don't we go ahead and get into our honesty spill of the week so we can talk about this fabulously lesbianic anthem of a movie. <laughs> All the rainbow. Yeah. We'll see you on the other side, girl. Uh, well hey everyone and welcome back to our honest tea spill of the week we are back 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 again to discuss with you the iconic lgbt cult movie but i'm a cheerleader yes it's been a while since we've done a movie review and we've all been out sick so i guess we should get back to work with something easy and light (laughs) Yeah, we're easing into the new year, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Easing on in here. I've got my um, bedazzled walker over here holding me up. Yeah. (laughs) And this for real. This is like the perfect movie to ease into as well because it's nice and short. It's easy to comprehend. There's no like major, I don't know, uh, Palpatine Star Wars plot twist (laughs) controversies. It's very easy to understand what is happening. Also, it'll be like easy to have decent discussion on it. Yeah, and people have been asking us for it too. So we're giving the people what they want. See. So if you want something specifically, doesn't have to be a movie review. Just let us know and you might get your wish one day. That's right. At TFC Pod, let us know. Yes, girl. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into it. First of all, I just wanted to discuss the cast because I did not realize how many big name like actresses and actors were in this movie. Yeah, this is one of those films that you look at and it's like 90s-tastic and amazing, but then you see all these faces that you've seen over the decades and they're that are still around and active. Yeah, but now they're like babies in this movie. Yeah, they're <laughs> yeah. so tiny in this movie. Because it came out in 19... 19- late 90s i remember that when i was doing my research Mm -hmm. i don't remember if it's like 90s it's like 97 to 99 i've got the wiki link here yeah i was thinking it was like 99 but i'm not entirely sure yep 1999 the year of american pie yeah straight from the wiki leaks you guys 1999 (laughs) wikipedia um so, <laughs> you know, it's just, we're on the uh, in the just on the end of the '90s and into the early 2000s cheesy movies. Um, I, you know, initial reactions to the opening credits is, you know, I saw RuPaul's name in the opening cheer scene, so I'm like, all right, I have to look out for RuPaul. I didn't realize that Ru was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and that's just so wild because see, when I talk about this movie to people, I just kind of assume they've seen it very much like a Tu Wong Fu or something or Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. One of my old co-workers introduced me to that film. They had the same reaction that I'm having to people who haven't seen this movie. They're like, oh my gosh, what kind of gay are you? Go home and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just so weird with media because, like, I don't typically watch it when it's, like, popular and, like, everyone's talking about it. Like, I just need to watch at, watch it, like, at, like, my own pace. Like, if It needs to happen organically. Because, right. Cause, and usually, too, like, whenever I watch it, like, it's because, like, it means, like, more to me, like, at the time that I'm watching it from something I'm going through. Like, usually mm-hmm. it's something like that happens. Sure. So... 
when everyone's asking me about AJ and the Queen, I'm like, all right, we'll get there, but I have to finish Glee first. So, <laughs> no, I feel it. I'm like all <laughs> caught up in Supernatural. But before you yeah. move on from the intro, like the intro song is called Chick Habit by April March. I had to look it up, Ooh. that intro song, like the opening credits, because it just, I don't know, for me, it just kind of immediately pulls you into the camp you're about to consume. <laughs> yeah the all the whole soundtrack is like definitely like alternative like 90s like but not like super huge songs or hits mm-hmm. slightly bubblegum in some areas yeah it's like i don't know i was telling jamal i was like i feel like all of the songs are like sad but hopeful and like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> yeah well i have like a couple of like just immediate reactions to the beginning of the movie so i figured maybe we can just go you know as the first time viewer these are the things yes. i was noticing <laughs> yes please take the floor so f- my first thing that i wrote was why is everyone like in their mid to late 20s is this high school or college <laughs> oh no maybe it was just the fashions yeah it was very confusing. <laughs> I was like, everyone doesn't look like they're in high school, but I don't know. <laughs> so then next one was Jesus. Megan's boyfriend does not know how to kiss. This is horrible. That poor girl. Like she's just her, just sitting there, her mouth agape, just lifeless. I think her root was her boyfriend's <laughs> horrible kissing. <laughs> yes, that yeah. should have been it. He definitely made her gay, that's God, for sure. Wow. <laughs> and then uh, my next reaction was, why is Megan wearing a hairnet to bed? Like, <laughs> she's serving like cafeteria line like later or what's happening? Listen, Megan knows the importance of wrapping up that hair at night. <laughs> Protect it from that cotton. Keep it in place. <laughs> I don't know. That was confusing to me. All right. Those were my initial reactions to the opening credit scene. <laughs> we kind of see Megan we get a couple of like interactions with her and other people. So you get to kind of see an idea of like who she is as a person. And my, you know, perception is that she's like a nerdy, clueless girl. She has pictures of scantily clad gl- girls hung up in her locker. <laughs> so I wrote speculating that she may be into women (laughs) (laughs) so nice speculating (laughs) yeah well i didn't read the description of the movie i didn't know what i was getting into like this is just my reactions as a first time viewer along the way i'm being shady because i was like girl all right (laughs) i mean she had a boyfriend i don't know she did she did oh then there's like an intervention where they bring in RuPaul's character. I was like, holy, hold the fucking phone. RuPaul (laughs) plays a straight conversion counselor. Straight is great. Don't you want one of those t-shirts? I'm going to pass. (laughs) Hard pass. (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, all right, this is going to be good. But also that facial hair was horrible. (laughs) I like seeing Ru um, kind of in this film because you kind of see like his goofy side of course but you can see his freckles they had him his tall lanky tree-like self in those tiny shorts this i don't know the costumes this movie is just great i like it (laughs) (laughs) yeah so they're having an intervention uh her parents and her friend kimberly suspect that she is into girls and they accuse her of being a lesbian as she does come from a religious family this is clearly not accepted in their household yep they have to um zap it out of her do whatever they need to exercise her but something's gonna get the queer out yeah yeah they even like brought all the receipts like the melissa etheridge poster um (laughs) 
the poster yeah. from her locker and I think they had something else. I don't remember. Oh, I wrote them all down Tofu. because I wanted to <laughs> go through the signs of being a lesbian according to this movie. <laughs> nice. Uh, eating tofu, <laughs> being a vegetarian, having pictures hung up in her locker of women, Melissa Etheridge poster <laughs> and sexual motifs in artwork. <sighs> vaginal mosaics yeah. is that what you were working on yeah cue the vaginal motif motif <laughs> <laughs> so i don't know i'm like three quarters of the way to being a lesbian myself i guess i know right we thought the same thing we're like oh shit <laughs> i didn't realize i think i'm a lesbian <laughs> yeah i didn't realize tofu was a gay thing i don't know maybe that was like in the late 90s that was all the rage probably so uh so they take her away for her like rehabilitation to become straight and it's like interesting you know at this conversion camp they're basically like everyone's like oh well i want to be normal and that equates to being straight Mm -hmm. yeah and that's like the whole thing right like people thinking you get to choose if you're a queer person and yeah this movie highlighted that very well definitely this movie was really interesting because it really like breaks down like sexual orientation gender identity um gender roles, gender roles. Yeah. yeah back rolls <laughs> gender back rolls <laughs> yeah. um so I don't know. It was really interesting to me because, I mean, we'll get into it too. Like, I just was noticing a lot of, like, gender discussion and that sort of thing and sexual identity. So it was really interesting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this house, we have to talk about it because there's the most fabulous pink picket fence out front. (laughs) I swear, this entire property is just like you're in a fucking um, cotton candy snow globe. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, so this is kind of like the first part where I noticed like a lot of the uh, gender discussion. So there's a big difference in color scheme. So it's um, Megan, her parents, and then they're meeting the uh, counselors. Her name is Amy and her creepy son is Rob. Oh, gosh. It's on the tip of my tongue. Brock or something. Rock. Rock, maybe. Brock. I don't know. Um, so, so the, the boring Christian family, (laughs) they're wearing like earth tones and very like nothing standing out about them. (laughs) Read. (laughs) And then the counselors, the conversion camp counselors, which are like obviously just lesbians and gay people. And they're wearing like bright colors. A couple West Hollywood implants here to turn out these poor country kids, poor country queers. Right. But also beyond them wearing bright colors amy is wearing pink and brock rob whatever his name is is wearing blue (laughs) highlighting stereotypical gender roles that's right boys like blue girls like pink or red definitely so now we get to go through the five-step process to becoming (laughs) quote-unquote normal yay (laughs) so step one is admitting that you're a homosexual this is a (laughs) yeah check that's the easiest way to say Check. that. Done. <laughs> Initially, I couldn't tell if Megan was actually a lesbian, if they were basically convincing her, and then she admits to being a homosexual eventually. Yeah, it seemed like it took some convincing, but she was just being who she was, which, you know, that's a whole other, that's kind of like an underlying discussion with this movie as well. It's like she had no idea, but 
you know, the stereotypes say, oh, she must be a lesbian. Yeah. I mean, then she finally admits that she's a lesbian. And then, like, she starts drooling. Like, why is she drooling? Oh, yeah. I was, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, did they forget to, like, wipe her face or something? Like, why is she drooling all over herself? <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden she starts drooling and her reaction to like finally accepting herself as a lesbian is basically like equivalent the equivalence of her like being a schizophrenic person in a loony bin. She was she so was borderline like, Britney breakdown. Yeah, so they were basically equating like being gay to mentally ill. It seemed like that was my perception. Nope, that's absolutely right cuz that's the first time I watched this movie and I've seen it maybe four or five times now, but um that's exactly what I thought because I watched this movie for the first time before I was out. So I was like, "Oh, well, clearly they're trying to say, you know, if you're gay, you're sick, something's wrong with you. You're going to die. Yeah. You're not right. You're sick in the head. You're not normal." <laughs> yeah. Um so then they're outside um, gardening the fake flowers and <laughs> I need some of those. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, I don't know. That was, I was, it was ludicrous. The whole setup for this scene, but whatever uh, it's nineties. So Mary's son, Rob or whatever his name is clearly gay. And he has like this beautiful, like fruity drink with this crazy, like silly straw. Yes. <laughs> like, it out yes. Of. <laughs> Brock. And I was like, it just reminds me of like every night I'm drunk and like I'm trying to like <laughs> sip out of my straw, but I can't quite get it into my mouth. And you got to get the tongue involved to try and like loop it into your mouth. <laughs> Good thing Mother Mary wasn't there to smack it out of your hands like poor Rock. I know. She was like, chug it. At least be a man. Be a man. Chug it like a man. I don't chug my drinks, okay? I'm not trying to get shit on my shirt. <laughs> oh. Well, I don't chug, but I drink quickly. <laughs> So keep up. <laughs> All right. So now we move on to step two. Rediscovering your gender. Gen, rediscovering your gender identity. You can't even say it. Yeah. What? Gender identity is complicated. That's right. It's like, what is gender identity? No one really knows. It's very complex. <laughs> it could be whatever you want it to be. <laughs> That's right. That's how I feel about it. Which I guess starts by them like doing activities like stereotypically done by their assigned sex at birth so for the girls it's vacuuming waxing and a wedding like trying on wedding (laughs) dresses yeah basically like trying on wedding gowns sewing like tailoring the wedding gown um Mm -hmm. anything cleaning or cooking related definitely and then for the boys it's like car repair playing army or chopping wood chopping wood playing army oh my gosh (laughs) don't give me no gun (laughs) all I can't make any promises, okay? Yeah, you're definitely going to get shot. <laughs> I mean, these are toy guns, but just the idea, like, um, boys are supposed to play cops and robbers, and little girls are supposed to go play with their dolls and have tea parties. It's very that. And the um, the camp in the movie just kind of helps exaggerate and highlight those ideas because it is silly. Yeah. Um, yeah that's another discussion we're just gonna <laughs> i'm like totally feel the tangent about talking about gender gender identity like coming on but i'm like let's just stay on focus here <laughs> i had to throw that in there yeah no worries no worries it's you know a good topic and maybe we'll cover that soon yeah so then also like okay so slight tangent but <laughs> i got really excited when i saw mary because i was like oh my god who is that and it was kerrigan from casper and i got really excited yeah 
<laughs> so sorry that was just like my like little moment i was like oh my god casper yes devon sawa put it in my ass <laughs> i watched that movie so many times as well casper Ugh, i need to go see that again yeah same all right so moving on uh she makes them partner up with like someone to be like their friend and to help them be straight and finish the camp strong and i guess i didn't write notes about this but she ends up with um graham Oh, yeah, for because they're supposed to be going through their flashcards and whatnot. They get a deck of cards yeah. with more kind of... This whole movie is basically just trying to force these individuals into their, in quotes, gender identities or roles. Like, that's the whole movie. But they're doing these exercises with flashcards that have more of those depictions on them. And they're supposed to react a certain way or they get zapped. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, this is a housewife, not like, oh, this is a hot mom. Right, exactly. (laughs) This is your study buddy. You're not supposed to be attracted to them, even though (laughs) you're sitting very closely and (laughs) breathing heavily and sensually over flashcards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So then uh, (laughs) this scene was weird. The boys were like playing football and Mary's like creepy son came to check out like the underage boys. I was like, oh God, stranger danger. (laughs) Like, I don't know. That was a weird setup. Like all the like young boys that continually cycle through there. And then like Mary's son's like, hey. Mary's son is supposed to represent one thing and that is temptation. You didn't really get to see like the boys have a relationship in this movie. So that's all Rock was. He was that bad side. They're there to completely avoid and he's, they just can't get away from him. Yeah. And there's hella sexual tension between him and RuPaul's character, Mike. (laughs) Yeah. It's so funny. (laughs) He resists so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So we're now we're on to step three, which is family therapy. Uh, family therapy on the weekends gotta love a homophobic parent Uh, not how i'd want to spend my saturday morning (laughs) no so uh they're all discussing their root with their parents (laughs) which is basically like the seed that turned them gay or whatever (laughs) that led them down the path of homosexuality (laughs) which is so fucked up because it's just like uh now don't make me make others feel bad like you already got me thinking this is my issue now you want me to blame somebody or something right and megan says that her root is that her dad lost his job and then the (laughs) mom her mom had to support the family taking the more stereotypical masculine role and then the the dad just sitting there like emasculated like totally like oh wait no that can't be it (laughs) that was for nine months (laughs) that was only for nine months (laughs) yeah that's i don't know that's just like so funny to me because the way that they did it it was basically like megan like said it and then mary was just like okay we're done here like we know you're rude now (laughs) yeah we know you're rude girl she like like pulled it out of her too like megan even said that's not the way it is and she was like congratulations (laughs) (laughs) you did it girl You did it because, you know, they're just searching from some, for some sort of success to show that they're doing like what they're supposed to be doing, like in getting these people to turn straight. Right. Exactly. So next we start to see the development of uh, a relationship between Megan and Graham. They're supposed to be friends that are helping each other to become straight and get through the program. However... I think there's more to it. Dun, dun, dun. The inevitable connection sneaks up on you. I mean, come on. Like, 
what's a human supposed to do? Definitely. So they uh, all go to bed and then uh, Dolph, which is the wrestler boy, and then the German boy, which I don't didn't remember his name. Uh, they're caught up making out by Megan and Megan is super uncool and rats them out. She's like, Ooh, gross. <laughs> I know. When she sees them making out. <laughs> Poor sweet Megan doesn't know how to react and totally throws her new gal pals under the bus. Yeah. And then she gets Dolph kicked out of the program completely. And then the German boy is locked in a dollhouse for like 10 days or something. Uh a week <laughs> solitary they put him in the literal doghouse that also looked like a cotton candy explosion yeah so let us go ahead i think this is a good spot because we're about to start step four here so i think this might be a good spot for us to take just a quick break and then we will be right back to finish out this beautiful love story between two young women <laughs> mm, romance yay <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here are some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us tfcpod at gmail.com and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. And then Megan said to Graham, call me by your name and I'll call you by mine. Oh, stop. No. That's <laughs> oh. not what happened. That didn't happen. Fan Maybe fix. over. Fanfic. Someone write it. <laughs> Just kidding. Hey, everyone. Welcome, welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week, where we are talking about what I'm dubbing the, the lesbian cult classic. But I'm a cheerleader. Yes, welcome to the party. Yes. So uh, let's continue with step four, which is demystifying the opposite sex. (laughs) What does this even mean, (laughs) y'all? This one if I remember correctly, freaked me out the most where they're wearing like bodysuits with like electrical tape over their private parts and then they're like humping each other. Oh no, I think that was the last one. Is that the last one? Like sexual simulation? That's simulation. All right. So I guess we got ahead of ourselves. So step four, the sexual tension is growing more and more between Graham and Megan, but they are kind of like tired of all of this like crazy, like heterosexual bullshit. So the gay brigade comes and breaks them out of the house. It's these uh, two guys that are from like a neighboring house camp Mm -hmm. that where they teach people how to be gay. (laughs) Yeah. They're kind of like your, um, gosh, what a, what a, it's hmm. kind of like um like not a mentor it's like the a, like a youth group or something like yeah. but but like it's these two personal guys that like bring people in that don't yeah, have a home kind of or something them. that type of thing like big mamas they have, <laughs> they have like army like outfits on but with like the rainbow flag patches like on their <laughs> arm instead of like normal military stuff yes they break them out of the hetero hell because I've, my memory serves me right the whole demystifying the opposite sex part of the program was when they're supposed to start dating and getting into those kind of interactions yes but instead they go out for a night at the gay bar called the cocksucker very ambiguous i know that place sounds fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I was gonna say something witty, but it like didn't come out of my head. Sony's so pumped. <laughs> He's so excited. Let's go to cocksucker. Yeah, let's go to cocksucker. <laughs> oh gosh. Um so you know, they're they're dancing. Megan sort of gets pushed, you know, to dance with this one girl at the bar, and then Graham goes with um Sinead and Sinead is like <laughs> just you know dry humping Graham <laughs> all over the dance floor oh she is obsessed like low-key but really high-key obsessed with Graham like yeah. zapping herself to her socks like Graham's personal clothing item she's like using this torture device to masturbate which <laughs> yeah, I'm not kink shaming really but she's like she likes it so she's enjoying the zap <laughs> Yeah, girl. So Megan gets really jealous because um, Sinead's all like grabbing on to Graham's butt and just like being super feely. And Megan gets in her feelings and she like runs out to like this weird back alley. Which is totally not safe, girl. You're still a white girl in a dark alley. Yeah. You know what happens in the white era? (laughs) You know what happens (laughs) in the dark alley stays in the dark alley, girl. Don't go there. I mean, this is how (laughs) scary movies start. Anybody can get snatched up in a dark alley, but Megan's very prissy. She's very, like, girly. This is not a good idea, Megan. Where are you going? (laughs) Right. So then Graham runs out after Megan, and they share their first kiss. Uh... In the creepy dark alley. So romantic. (laughs) They created their own light, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 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 Woo. All right, so then basically they start uh, going through activities that pertain to their gender roles that they've learned at camp. They're sort of like going through like the obstacle course, I guess. Yeah, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah, they ha- even have to like write an essay about their route. Mm-hmm. And then they make it to almost the very end. But Andre, the very flamboyant homosexual, does not pass, but everybody else does. <laughs> yeah poor dude he tried his best but there's just no hiding the queen yeah he's like i'm just a sissy (laughs) 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 sorry andre um all right so graham and megan go off and after a night of fooling around in some weird tent somewhere maybe it was the doll cabin uh (laughs) megan professes her love for cheerleading and she says it's the one thing that makes her happy. Yes, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Because she's like, this is the one thing about me that's not a lie or doesn't feel like a lie. Yeah. So then they find out, um, basically, uh, Mary finds the cocksuckers match uh, book that they stole for some reason. Not very stealthy, but they did it. <laughs> I always had a feeling that Sinead was like pissed because remember she saw them making out and that she planted the matches under the bed. Yeah, it was probably Sinead being a bitch. Lover scorned. Jeez. For real. So then Megan's kicked out of the camp. And since her parents made it clear that she can't come home, she is like sort of off on her own. Yep, completely cut off. Um, And then Graham basically, instead of being like, oh my God, I love you and like running off with her, chooses to go through the simulation with Mary's creepy son so that she can like stay a part of her rich family. 
Yep, her dad was holding a trust fund car in college over her head. And as a closeted queer kid or maybe out for Graham, what are you supposed to do with that? So Megan, she goes to the gay camp where the two counselors like that took them to cocksuckers came from. And basically that leads us to step five which is simulated sexual lifestyle yes Uh, this is where they're creepy dry humping each other and they're very inappropriate adam and eve bodysuit onesies (laughs) yeah very much so (laughs) and uh so then you know megan oh at the 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 gay house where megan goes she finds dolph because that's like where he goes now that he because he got kicked out of the camp earlier also uh so they're like all right let's go be gay and they went to the cocksucker (laughs) (laughs) and uh so megan says that she misses graham and she isn't like having fun at the bar it's like pretty depressing yeah she's just not into the vibe she's not feeling it at all no she misses her boo and so Megan and Dolph decide that they're going to go crash the graduation ceremony and steal back their booze. Uh, I love this plan. They go back and I guess Dolph's man is the German boy, which turns out his name is Clayton because they label the seat. So that's how I figured out his name was Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Got it. So Clayton's like, bye girl. And then him and Dolph are like making out while poor Megan's like trying to get Graham to go. I and know. Gra- she doesn't want to. She's feeling the pressure. All of their families there. This is the final step. She's basically right there. Right. She's almost normal, almost accepted by her parents. That's right. Exactly. So Megan has to like resort to like extreme measures so she somehow <laughs> has her cheerleading outfit in the car <laughs> and she does probably had sh- it packed in her things uh she's like go go gadget cheer suit and it just like pops out of like her boob or something <laughs> it's I always there it's always in the boob trust me <laughs> she pulled it out of her hair yeah yeah um so she does this like super gay cheer i would i probably should have written it down but i didn't it was fabulous though um yeah that would have been awesome i'm thinking of the cheer but i'm also like during this scene the song that's playing um glass vase cello case by tattletale it's just like the perfect like 90s make out kind of like stony said like dark and soft all at the same time definitely yeah I don't know what they were saying, but it sounds good. (laughs) But it sounded beautiful and angsty. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So they eventually it works and Graham decides to go off with them and they're going to go be in their beautiful relationship. And they make their big escape to the gay camp where Megan and Dolph (laughs) had been staying and I guess they live happily ever after. Like, it ends pretty abruptly after that. Yeah, it's right there. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like, it would have been nice to see a little more, but I feel like maybe there's plenty of good gay cinema out, but maybe they just didn't know how to wrap up the story. And so yeah. they got their love, I guess, was the end of the I story. I mean, I feel like it was a good way to end it because it was just like you had this peak moment of her, like, just running out there in her cheerleader uniform, like, yeah. professing her love. And then Graham's just like, I love you, too. And then jump into the back of a truck and we're done. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I can't appreciate that. I guess we did get sort of a little bit of a wrap up because there's sort of like an in credit scene where Megan's dad comes oh, yeah. around and uh, accepts her because he's at a P flag meeting. Yes. Yeah, Good but job, then dad. his um or her mom was still like miserable in the back, like hating her <laughs> life. So <laughs> yeah. So that was. But I'm a cheerleader. We Such did a it, cute you guys. Movie. We did it. Best movie I liked ever. It. We have to shout out Elizabeth Warren again. She was one of the biggest pushers for us to do this movie review. She's just a pusher. She pushes people. She pills. <laughs> yeah. Like when she's she's not only pushing for big structural change, she's also pushing for us to podcast about but I'm a cheerleader. But I'm yeah. a cheerleader. <laughs> And other queer things. <laughs> you can hear this on her 2020 candidate pre- for president. <laughs> yes. So Ebeth being in the inner circle, she gets the tea on the podcast. So I let her know that her Christmas gift was on the way because I'm late and I hate the post office and that we are going to be doing, but I'm a cheerleader on the show. And she asked if she could be quoted. The quote goes, <laughs> can I be quoted about how 13-year-old Elizabeth didn't realize it was a satire and thought she was a lesbian for liking it? <laughs> End quote. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ebeth. <laughs> well, you always be our little lesbian. That's right. She does drive a Subaru. Yes, that's true. Oh. Is that on the list too, right under eating tofu? <laughs> yeah. It was like too early to know that back then in the early 2000s or late 90s, but that's one of the requirements now. Yeah. <laughs> Part of me wishes like we could have like, I don't know, had like like a mini movie about like Edith like realizing that she was gay and then, or like thinking that she was lesbian or whatever, and then sort of like going through life as like a lesbian <laughs> 13 <laughs> And then getting there to I oh my gosh, someone write it, Ebeth. Write it. Get busy. Yeah, we're gonna claim cl- copyright for Ebeth, so <laughs> so we'll no release one it from on, her. Yeah, we'll release it on the Patreon first. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I I like this movie. I think the thing that I really like about it is um, like conversion therapy is such like a frightening, terrible thing, yes. and they made it into like such a non-serious, campy like take on it and like ended it with like a great lesbian relationship so i just think that Mm -hmm. the uh the take on it on this movie is really good because they don't try to like demonize it they just kind of make it as a joke because that's really what it is yeah it's very lighthearted, but you understand what's being said yeah but like also super progressive for letting the uh the lesbians and gays have a happy ending at the end of the movie true (laughs) yeah that is that's like one thing that you don't always see you know so like that's true awesome yeah these two young girls get to start their young adult life happy and in a relationship (laughs) and then they call each other by each other's names uh i don't know why i just heard like (laughs) blue hydrangea say splish splash splish splash (laughs) oh my gosh so that was the movie. So why don't we go ahead and shift gears and get this trade recorded so Sony can go to bed. Yes. Trade time. Please. Trade. Mm. Trade. Oh, trade. Trade. 
Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the sexiest segment in all of podcast history. That's right. You got it. Trade. Hey, trade. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We got lots of hot trade for you. And I made mine inspired by the movie. Oh. Oh, I love the um, related trade. (laughs) Yeah. So this movie, but I'm a cheerleader, is full of like super basic white gays. So (laughs) I thought I would pick for you guys another super basic white gay. (laughs) I don't even follow him, but he's just so basic. I knew who knew of him and knew who he was. And that is white bread, (laughs) Lucas Dell. Lucas Dell. Lucas Dell. Oh. So if you're gay, you probably know who Lucas Dell is. He's like sledding himself all over (laughs) the online channels. Yes. Not that that's a bad thing, but. I'm trying to see because I don't know who this is. I'm waiting for Stoney to pull it up. Wow. What? My Instagram's on my phone. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> hey. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I first came across him because of like YouTube, of course. Like he had a YouTube channel or maybe uh-huh. he was featured in someone else's video or something. Wow. He's very like model-esque. You know, he's got like that model look. Yeah. Yeah, like very basic white gay sis. I guess he's got like slightly hard features that are jumping out, but yeah, I definitely see mostly basic. I definitely see him on America's Next Top Model and Tyra like make him like do something that he probably doesn't need to do. She'd like, give him like a unibrow or something. She'd be like, oh, like, I don't know. Like, here's. She'd a, give him a unibrow. She's like, here's a beard weave and, <laughs> and, and a mohawk. <laughs> And we're like Tyra, no, don't do it again. <laughs> yeah, here's a here's a beard weave and a lumberjack <laughs> shirt. And... Yikes! Good God! But yeah, so I mean, I really don't know a lot about Lucas personally. Um, I think all I can remember is like he was sort of ambiguous about his sexuality, like when he was first on YouTube, uh. and then eventually came out as bisexual or gay i forget huh so that's about it um so he's known for being on youtube and a super thoughty like showing off his body some guys think he's super naughty (laughs) sorry i'm just trying to rap for you guys yeah we don't (laughs) need any more rhymes (laughs) no we'll take interviews from everyone on the naughty list okay well moving on to my trade because i want to go second before i fall asleep so basic Uh, we just had to move on quickly (laughs) my trade for the week is actually the husband of another trade i had posted previously because everyone knows husband trade his name or his instagram handle is blake huggins rn and i think this is actually a real person like this isn't like it's not a catfish no no i mean like this person actually like works a typical job not like oh i'm not promoting like shit on instagram all the time he's not like lucas (laughs) Is what Not you're like saying. Lucas, yes. Yes. <laughs> but anyway, this person is married to... Um, let me find their picture. But the previous trade that I had, which is Richard A. Huggins, which he was a Starbucks person that worked in, I think, D.C. or something. Oh, right. Um, so that was a while ago. I think I, I he was my trade like maybe a year, year and a half ago. 
I don't even remember him at all. I need to update the trade. We reel. put him on Instagram and he responded yeah. to it. I remember. Oh, I like his muscles. I like his muscular arms. <laughs> oh yeah, this is the guy that was a Cubs fan. Yeah, and I thought he I was in Chicago, him. but I don't know. It was very confusing. No, you thought he was somewhere else. I'm like, girl, he's wearing a Cubs hat. <laughs> <laughs> now I remember. But his husband yeah. lives somewhere else, so I don't know. It's very confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I need to update the trade reel and make it like view only and share it out to the listeners. Yes, girl. That would be good. We, then they can just like follow all of our trades. That's right. Okay. Well, I like this guy. He's pretty cute. Yeah. yeah. Nice pick. So I'll I think go I like last. his husband more. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, but I'm just saying. <laughs> hey, second place ain't bad. <laughs> Maybe you'll be their unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Girl can dream. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> well, wow. my um trade, surprise, surprise, is typical Instagram trade. I'm not sure what this person does, but he looks good and he's been a wallpaper on my phone. Ooh, I like this one where he's next to the Christmas tree, but he's completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Isn't that just perfect? <laughs> yeah. I was think um he was just waiting to see if santa put him on the nice or thoughty list Ooh, thoughty list is he thoughty or nice <laughs> <laughs> his name is um instabasta i'll spell it check the show notes but again there's no name it says 100 percent made in italy so words mean things i'm go with that so i like him because he's like natural but he's a little scruffy He's like a model. I caught him on um, Freddie Crave. If either of you have heard of that account, he posts also very escandalo photos. And they'll do a spread of gentlemen mixed with adult performers or just models in various um, underwear or not underwear. <laughs> oh. And that's how I discovered him because he, um, it's kind of like think pinup kind of style photos but yeah. with all kinds of different guys and body types. And sometimes the ladies are thrown in there or trans people are thrown in there. Um, Freddy Crave, but that is not my trade. Instabasta is, and he's pretty hot. So check him out. Yeah, girl. Lots of uh, basically naked pictures. Yeah, he's got like a nice kind of natural, not too beefy kind of look too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool, everyone. I hope you guys like our first new podcast of 2020. We're so excited to be back, healthy, ready to go <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> yes. Unless, of course, s- Jamal gets sick because it's his turn. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I've been so lucky, knock on wood. I've just, the secret kids is um, drinking an Alka-Seltzer cold twice a day just for fun. Oh. <laughs> Here I am drinking the blood of innocent children. <laughs> now that sounds more yummy. I know. That's what my bronchitis pops were. It was made out of blood from innocent children. <laughs> oh. No wonder you got better so quickly. No, I know. I am keeping the germs away. Like if I have a hint of a cough, I'm taking something. Not this year, Satan. Yeah. Just think like American Hotel 5, Lady Gaga Hotel. Yeah, it's very I- that. 
if I get bronchitis, that's what I'm going to do. Let's take that glove and slip my throat. There you go, girl. Get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> well, all right, you guys. Thanks for coming to another gay, gay, gay week. You know, starting off this year by tossing it to the lesbians. You know, we love you guys. <laughs> and thank you for listening. And we'll be back with another new episode as long as nobody gets sick next week. <laughs> we will be back. But until then... Bye. Bye.